Thanks for calling into KWC Podcast. You're on the air and you've got Cole on the line. How can I help you? Oh, uh, yeah. Long time listener, first time caller. I was just wondering uh, what's on the dock for today's episode. Well, first off, thank you very much for calling. We love hearing from our uh, listeners. So uh, today's episode, we talk a little bit about books. We talk a little bit about games. But for the most part, we talk a lot about food. Well, books, huh? Well, I really like books. I especially like uh, Fahrenheit 451 as I wrote it. Yes, it's me, longtime listener Ray Bradbury. Uh, it'd be a shame if somebody, maybe your co-host, really bashed it. I don't know. I'm going to tune in. Hey guys, Cole here with Ketchup and Crab Legs. Ketchup and Crab Legs. Ketchup with Crab Legs. It's only our eighth episode. You think I get the name right, but I am joined today <laughs> with my co-host... Cody Meeks. Oh, full name. Let's get that social security out there too while we're at it. So what are we going to talk about today? So today I thought it'd be interesting to look at how you view your ancestors and how your descendants will view you. Uh, specifically how technology might influence that. I'm really glad that you decided to take the brunt of that sentence because I definitely would have said predecessors and messed it up because for some reason the word descendants doesn't stick in my head for very long. So I'm surprised at how well that came out because I was formulating it as I was saying it. got it, it on the first <laughs> take, and with us not addressing it, nobody will know that this is hard to do sometimes. So, uh, yeah, we were talking briefly before this, and we were talking about how, like, stern everybody looks in historical photographs. And mainly, like, you know, it's no secret. Everybody's pretty much got a uh, camera in their pocket now. And keeping in mind that if the Internet infrastructure keeps up, it's very real that uh, our... Whoa, I lost it. What is it? Brett, uh, no, descendants. There descendants. Our grandkids. Let's just call them grandkids. Uh, they might view us differently than we view our grandparents because YouTube might still exist. And those videos of us doing dumb things, I say us, but not just us, the royal us. We're all a collective here. We've all done dumb stuff and recorded it sometimes. And some of us put it on YouTube. Uh, America's Funniest Home Videos works or exists for a reason. And now they've actually moved to YouTube. If you uh, hadn't known, they've uh, given up on the home videos thing. But, yeah, so we were kind of talking about that, and we figured we'd bring that to the discussion table today. Yeah, so they're definitely going to have a unique perspective. I mean, obviously, back in the day, the only way you would be able to relate to your ancestors or your grandparents or, or parents like would a, be to literally, like, hand me down stories. Like, you would hear stories from them. and A dusty or, old uh, photo album, pretty much. I'll say maybe if you were lucky, maybe one of them kept a diary and then gave it to you afterwards, so you had to be doubly lucky. Or um, if they had a camera or something and also kept up with the film, and then the film didn't get dest uh, destroyed or anything like that, or get recorded over yeah. with, like, you know, SNL when it first came out, that episode that came out, they just recorded over it. Or maybe a camera or something, but all those things are still through a lens of what they want you to see, mm -hmm. right? But with today's day and age of where in your adolescence, which at that time in their adolescence, they probably didn't have a camera. The only choice they had was maybe a diary. And I would say most people in adolescence don't typically keep a diary. Maybe that was more common back then, but still probably not common, common. Mm -hmm. uh, so, well, now we have Tumblr but, and blogs and stuff. And that, for nowadays, it's kind of a replacement. But Yeah, nowadays you have a lot more opportunities in your adolescence to make your mark that can be seen later on, i.e. social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, podcast, blah, blah, <laughs> blah, <laughs> uh, where you don't necessarily get to put a lens over how you want to be seen. Your future grandchildren will be able to see you in all your glory in your natural glory. <laughs> well, They'll get to see all your mm. embarrassing pictures you put up on facebook when you were 13 and you thought air apostle was cool or whatever or worse myspace if anybody still has those accounts up yeah just imagine tom's grandchildren <laughs> <laughs> man there's like he's just smiling and still wearing that white t-shirt huh um but yeah so like keeping in mind like it, it could very realistically happen to where like you know say for instance if I, I know it's hard for us to imagine. It's hard for me to imagine this. But, like, for instance, like, when folks were recording on, like, 8-tracks and then as a result on, like, cassettes or on uh, 
VCR, whatever they were called. The jeez, they're called VCR, the player, but I don't VHS. Remember, VHS, that's it. Thank you. I was like, what acronym was it? Um, you know, by and large, you know, home home videos still existed, and people did have personal cameras. Like I know our parents did, and like or our parents' generation had them because again, America's Funniest Home Videos had to have something, but. VCRs, unless you go and find one from like a pawn shop or if you have one in the attic and then also can still plug it in and its wires work, that's the only way to really consume that. And it's like not many people have transferred those over in time. It's kind of like how, you know, the slight difference between DVD and Blu-ray. If we decide to come up with a different way to format data other than the Internet, we could also lose all of that footage and stuff like that, but considering that it's easier to do that nowadays as opposed to doing it analog, uh, we might, again, be 80 and still have videos of us doing dry eye stuff and have to uh, fess up to it, which I don't think that's much of a fessing up to anything, but you know what I mean. Some of us might not be that lucky. Uh, I, I, I like to think that, you know, the the folks doing Tide Pod Kids, Lord, if they, uh, I, it's <laughs> it's cheap for me to sit there and hit them while they're down because also I'm like a a year late on this. But you know, considering the idea that people who do like Cinnamon Challenge, the Ice Bucket Challenge, which really wasn't really a bad thing, but like the Tide Pod or anything that requires consuming something and then likely throwing up and or getting sick afterwards. Those Cinnamon videos, Challenge, this, enter here, whatever. Yeah, the Jug of Milk Challenge, whatever. Um, they will have to live with having that that video out there and then also see their grandkids. So we don't have Yeah, just imagine seeing Yeah, imagine seeing that. Imagine seeing your one of your grandparents during their adolescence doing something like the cinnamon challenge. It's it kind of uh beats down the do as I say not as I do. Well, you didn't you said not to do it. But and, here's a video. <laughs> but here's a video of you doing that or something similar. Or something similar. I, to be honest, I mean, we both kind of have the same opinion about this, I imagine, but we don't see this as much of an issue. If anything, this is going to help relatability between generations. Um, I think it'd be really interesting. Uh, it'd give you a unique perspective of like an almost like a peer-to-peer uh, kind of mm-hmm. window with your grandparents that you never physically get to see. Like, yeah, you can look at old pictures of them, but it's hard to relate with just a picture but if you can physically hear them, hear their ideas, feel how they're like speaking, like through a podcast or whatever. Especially at that day and time, because like you know, you can still get a an old story from your grandparents, but it's told like memories aren't as solid <laughs> as they can. Be. And each time you remember a memory, it gets worse because you're remembering the last time you remembered that memory. Uh, also, so, if you edit that memory in your mind, the more yeah, times you, you tell a lie, out, you actually yeah. believe it. Exactly. And then you're also like, you can tell a story about like, man, I did this dumb thing when I was a kid. And then I can tell that when I'm 70, but like, I'm telling it from the lens of someone who's learned from it. I'm not telling it from the lens of somebody who is currently doing that dumb thing right now. Um, Yeah. So it's definitely a unique perspective to mm -hmm. see like your older generation relatives in that light, like in that current situation, obviously in the future, but uh, you know, they can't, they can't cover it up. They can't kind of edit the story at all. You know, it's it's there. And, like, unlike home videos where they can decide whether or not they want to keep those, mm-hmm. you or can't really take stuff down. Attic. You can't take stuff down off the Internet very easily, you know? So Yeah, because unless you are the host of that website, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to make sure. It's like, you know, it, it's like you can want – a video like say if a friend of yours posted a video and like it's not technically your video but you're in it doing the dumb thing you can complain about it to youtube or you know whatever other i guess what's another whatever entity there is you could ask them to take it down but you would probably have to go through a whole process it'd be an arm and a leg to try and take it down Mm -hmm. if you can even get it down you may not even have legal rights to it, even though you're in it. Maybe, yeah. You know, it'd be difficult. It's kind of like needless that. to say. <laughs> and like we can, it's a kind of a completely different subject as far as like right to privacy and right to your image being spread online and stuff like that uh, against your will. And because it, it's not necessarily against your will. It could also be against your knowledge. But that's a completely different topic that we could probably breach at a different time. 
but it's um you know especially with so much of it out there there's more hours on youtube than it is physically possible to watch in a lifetime just about and it's getting there with like just sheer podcast you know or just like audio data i mean that being said you know people have been recording them talking for quite some time now but at least the radio kind of had a one and done kind of feel uh or at least it gives it the idea that it's one and done i'm pretty sure they do record stuff and leave it around but it's like you can lose like even if you recorded stuff when you're younger or i say when you're younger but back in like i don't know 50s up whenever we were able to like record stuff and replay it pretty regularly it's since that's still analog you can lose it but since everything's like on the cloud or posted on the internet and like it's still kind of hard to like imagine like where does that exist? Where is the internet? Whatever. Um, it's a little bit harder to lose those videos. You can't just like, oh, we have like pictures of your grandfather launching himself in a barrel across the Niagara Falls. But since the house burned down, uh, that box of videos has definitely burnt up with it. I think we won't get that, uh, that, that out when we grow up. Like we will have to survive your trip across the niagara falls when you definitely went a few weeks ago your grandkids are going to see that i'm not making this up you did do that it now exists but you won't get yeah. away from it yeah they'll be able to see the pictures i mean likely i i guess they'll keep my facebook profile even if i ask them to delete it it's very hard to get rid of your facebook profile if you want to delete it from it, what i understand it is and also like it's kind of hard i don't know if people do this on purpose or anything like that but like we're gonna run across like it's kind of sad when you see like obviously it is sad when folks pass away but by and large it's like once they pass away there's not really much of a presence of them online unless you know it's through video or anything like that um but with facebook being a thing and with all us being on facebook there will come a time when all of us are on facebook and like those people they're gonna have to get rid of some profiles eventually <laughs> like those people you're friends with in high school like when you're all like 80s in something like provided Facebook is still around, it might start getting a little empty and, and just folks might start, you know, passing away. And then it's like, now you, what are, what's going to happen to those accounts? Like, are, you know, are they going to keep them up? Like I know some folks, um, like people that I've known that are passed away, their accounts are still up on Facebook, mainly as like a memoriam page and stuff like that, which is really nice for people to like post like, Oh, we're thinking about you, bud. You know, we really miss you. And like, I'm not knocking yeah. that. That's actually a pretty good service, I guess, for those who like are having a hard time getting over it and stuff like that. But um, when it's so I do feel like eventually Facebook's going to take it down. Yeah, like it, it's very possible that like after a while, like I guess if the the family of that person is also passed away, like and can't like moderate it or anything like that, what's going to happen to it? Obviously, we'll get that answer at some point in the future. So I guess, you know, tune in on episode, like, 7,000. 1,000. Yeah, we'll... Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're going that long, man. We're, we're in the long haul. Um, so <laughs> I hate to break it to you. This is a long-time event. Um, but we'll get that answer in the future. <laughs> I don't know what it's yeah. going to be, but... But kind of but reeling it back in, I think it'll be overall a good thing. I, mm-hmm. I would like my grandchildren to see me as I was back then and feel like they really can get to know me like when I was relatable, when I was their age and stuff like that. And they can ask me things and I can be very honest with them and be like, yeah, I did do that. Yeah, I do regret it. Or no, I didn't regret it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of like a something more relatable. Because a lot of times I think a lot of people look at their grandparents and they're like, you know, he's like, he's like Sage such a- Sage elder. Yeah, he's such a good guy. He doesn't do anything wrong or something like that. But it's mm. like, you know, everybody did stuff wrong at some point. And it'd be interesting to see them like, impossible as not a to. relatable person, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it'll be a good thing. I I'm I would look forward to my grandchildren and be like, man, that was so cool when you were shooting off the dry ice can. Be like, yeah, it was. Uh, it was, too, yeah. Too bad you aren't supposed to do that now. Wink, wink. But it's really easy if you do this. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's it's a shame that they've outlawed something that is important to the process. I'm like, well, we're definitely not going to tell you this, this, this. Don't do that. Wink. Like, it. 
it is cool. It's like kind of like when you grow up a little bit more, and then you can like start listening in to like the family getting together at Christmas, and now you can start understanding some of the stories or whatever. And you're like, wow, Grandma, you like I don't know, like smoked weed or something. And they're like, oh well, I was just a kid then. Like this is obviously a hy- uh, hypothetical situation, <laughs> but like you know, it's just one of those like, oh. Like, you weren't always, like, this 60-year-old person or whatever. Like, you also were a kid, and, like, it sometimes, like, if if your, like, grandparents aren't exactly as forthcoming with that kind of information, like, it's kind of, it may be hard to relate with them or so, so, so to speak, you know? Um, yeah. And then I also think it'd be good, like, if, you're, if your grandparents or your parents or something passed away while you were kind of young you could still connect with them. You could hear their voice. You could mm-hmm. see them, stuff like that. And I think that's uh, something that'll be great. Like, cause I mean, in the past when people's parents or grandparents died early, they may not have much to go by and they mm-hmm. may very well lose a lot of their recollection of them, you know? Yeah. So I think that'd be good. Or somebody who never knew their grandfather or something, their father could be like, Oh, this was your grandfather's, youtube channel podcast <laughs> a facebook page you know here get to know <laughs> like and subscribe well i mean like <laughs> i guess so i don't know where the ad money's going anymore grandpa <laughs> but, uh, but yeah like uh now the notification you get when the new video has been put out <gasps> but uh yeah so are you gonna pass down youtube channels and podcasts that'd be interesting oh my god almost right? like you pass down belongings you're just like here's my youtube channel this was passed down from Here, my father here's, here's from his great grandfather it's like the keys to the lockbox and the bank <laughs> or something like that or the keys to a p.o box and you're like what's in the family vault or whatever it's like just a bunch and of then eventually <laughs> you give it down to that that one generational kid that screws up everything be like this channel was founded upon honor and dignity and you did a tide pod challenge (laughs) (laughs) yeah like maybe there will be a generational pass down i mean that'd be kind of cool thinking about that (laughs) yeah like i mean well it may not be cool we don't know yet but like at the same time like this is that's a novel idea i think uh i had not considered that before we start talking about it like Wow. I, I mean, I guess so, because, like, uh, I guess it's not really the same, but I guess talk show hosts kind of hand off their shows back and forth. That's really not the same, but that's the closest thing I can think of to, you know, this example that we've uh, reached with this. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I guess technically YouTube channels are stuff that still get views after you pass away or something that ad money legally should go to someone. If it was monetized, of course. Yeah, if they were making money from it and they passed away, like, say, if they passed away suddenly, I would think that money should go to their relatives or their spouse or whatever. So, in essence, it's kind of being passed down. Mm-hmm. If she wanted to continue that channel, she could. Yeah. Um, I suppose. But, yeah, that's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Interesting to think about. Like, and, and I think the the thrilling thing about it to me is that we will get the answer. <laughs> like... Because it'll happen eventually, you know. It actually reminds... So, this is kind of, like, not really related totally to it. But it's kind of a theory I've been kind of thinking about for a little while now. I might have brought it up to you in the past before. uh, But, so... Captain D's, right? (laughs) Regularly, it is... um, So, I like Captain D's as much as I probably shouldn't. And it's a seafood restaurant if you don't have one near you. It's like yeah. a fast food seafood chain. I mean, I'll even go like Long John Silver's if y'all have that. It's basically just fried fish and a vague, vaguely resembling fried fish and whatever. Um, but it's it's not bad. Sometimes I like fried fish and I sometimes like it to be you know questionable. And it's um, <laughs> usually when I go, usually when Caitlin and I go, we are regularly the youngest people in the restaurant. And usually it's kind of like a, we're going to go eat fish uh, after church on Sunday or something like that. And yeah, it's a pretty common thing. Pretty, pretty common thing, or at least here in the South. And it's like, okay, well, if it's kind of like a town that it, if more people move out of a small town, what's going to happen to the town eventually if everybody moves out and or passes away? And we're kind of seeing that with some small towns that's close by, like, 
back home. And so I was thinking basically in the same line, if I'm regularly the youngest member of uh, the, or if I'm the youngest person at the Captain D's, what's going to happen in the future when their clientele uh, no longer stops, st- stops returning, stops returning for one reason or another. Are we going to see like a Toys R Us type situation where they just kind of falter or like, are they going to kind of do like a rebranding like Domino's like, oh man, we suck. We're going to do everything over again. I don't know. What I mean, it? essentially that is the rule of law. It's either ch- change to, uh, to serve whatever your customer base is mm-hmm. or whatever customer base you're trying to do. Or perish. <laughs> yeah, perish indeed. Because um, like we do have some examples of like you know McDonald's has been around for a while and they've they been, change a lot though. They don't have playgrounds anymore. That was apparently a thing of our generation, but the new generation doesn't like playgrounds. Yeah, or it's like, cheaper. Either one. <laughs> I'm thinking it's cheaper, or just like people don't want to mess with the liabilities. But to be honest, like if you're gonna sit there and go like, man, we really want kids to like exercise more and stuff like that. Hey, playground, 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 playground. Playground, 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 playground. I don't know why people are getting rid of them. I'm so mad. I don't. They care. definitely lost money on birthday parties. Yeah, for real. Like I can't tell you how many times we had a birthday party at the Burger King in Milledgeville. And I'll say honest, we did opt for Burger King over McDonald's because the playground was awesome. Like it was a big. It was castle. better. Like to be honest, when they were tearing that one down. Now, admittedly, the new Burger King I think does still have a playground. It's just indoors now. Um, I don't know. I haven't but been there. it's a pretty fancy looking Burger King if you haven't been there. Uh, but like when they were retiring it and they're like, yeah, we're getting rid of the old one. I was sitting there like, man, I wish I had like, I don't know, a grand. How much do these things cost? Like I would buy this playground <laughs> to buy the playground to set up somewhere else. Cause it was such a cool playground that like, I can't believe we're robbing this, like robbing kids of this. Uh, now to be fair, I have seen some new McDonald's that still have playgrounds. It's mm-hmm. like, they're just being selective with it. And funnily enough, there was a new Sonic built in Gainesville that has an indoor playground. Also, it has an That's indoor weird. area. It's You're supposed to play Sonic. in the middle of the drive-thru. Yeah. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah, like Sonic, if folks aren't familiar with Sonic, is kind of like an old drive-up. You're supposed diner. to rollerblade out there and give you your food, but yeah, they usually like don't rollerblade anymore. Style restaurant, <laughs> and it's not really the greatest food, to be honest. I like their drinks a lot, but um, yeah, like... It having an indoor arrangement is very, very strange. This is literally the only one I've seen that has that uh, at all. Um, that one's also going out of business, I feel like. I don't doubt it one bit. I seem like It seems like they're going downhill. Oh, my God. Okay, so the uh, so most of the Sonics, like, basically once I realized, like, oh, Sonic has really, like, a bunch of drink options that are pretty tasty, neat. I'm going to start doing this more. The Sonics in my life started disappearing. So the one in gray closed. The one in Milledgeville, I think, still exists, which is the only one yeah. I can think of. The one in Macon uh, closed, I think, on Zebulon. And then, so the one in Dawsonville is still open. And But here's the thing. The one in Cleveland. So there was one time I went to it, and I, it was fine. And then, like, literally, like, three months later, it fell into a sinkhole. Like, just gone. Like, it just appeared. It sunk in. They came in, did, like, you know, however much sinkhole repair is and damages. And then they closed because they're a Sonic. (laughs) And now it it, it turned into uh, a donut place, like an off-brand donut place. And by off-brand, I just mean not Dunkin', not Krispy Kreme. Um daddy O's donuts or whatever I mean, you're almost pretty close to it i can't remember the name but i do think it's like the <laughs> duh sound um and then that closed i think it turned into a verizon store for a short amount of time which keep in mind they're not changing the construction of the building it still looks like a friggin' sonic sonic um <laughs> just pull in put your order in for the latest iphone and then <laughs> it's a we'll skate it out to you now like it's it's you know you pull up and the little the greek man comes out pizza pizza and then you get your pizza it's it's a very strange building to me it's kind of like that fun uh uh thing that you can do like you drive by a store and you're like oh that used to be a this be a bank usually that used to be a bank exactly like there's a place by your brother's old place i think that up and down used to be a bank i swear uh like it because it has like 
the it has a four lane drive through for the love of God. <laughs> like, that screams bank if nothing else hey, does. Some Chick fil A's are now putting in two lane drive throughs mm-hmm. and they're legitimate two lane drive throughs. Like they have two lanes all, all the way, the way through, through. Yeah. Which it, makes sense. It makes sense, but now I almost think that's made Chick fil A busier because every Chick fil A I've been to in the past year has been ex- extremely, 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 extremely too many people like the one in conyers I just not thought, on sunday well obviously not but <laughs> like when it comes down to it like there was plenty of times that like i really want chick-fil-a and then like we drive by it and i would go ugh, no because like there's too many people and it was really disheartening so we're like okay we'll drive to the next town over to get chick-fil-a Ugh. no <laughs> that was probably a bad idea i mean yes uh admittedly the town wasn't that far but it's still like there's too many dang people going to Chick-fil-A. And, like, it's not like it wasn't busy before. But I just feel like, are there more people legitimately going to Chick-fil-A? Or, like, is it with them being able to incorporate more people in the drive through that more people are going to it? I'm not certain. Um, but, yeah. It's like gases. They'll fill whatever space is available. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's frustrating. Speaking... Of what you want, what you really, really want. We were talking about this earlier. And I was going to... uh, We were going to talk about a topic, which we'll talk about later, but it's learn to make your favorite food. And then uh, Ah, Cole's like, oh, yeah, I know how to make my favorite food. And I was like, well, first of all, you don't really cook that much. I... So I highly doubt that. <laughs> enough, I don't cook very often. I'm not very good in a kitchen. It's because I can't follow instructions very well. But yes, I can prepare my favorite food. And I and he was like, "No way! I don't believe you." I'm like, "Okay, one rude. Two, what's my favorite food then?" And I think that's our next segment. Cody, what do you think my favorite food is? I think it's French fries. There you go. It's there. Segment done. <laughs> like, duh. Like, so you can make French fries. I can make French fries. Also. Okay. So I know your favorite food, but that's not a whole meal. What's my second favorite food? And I could still prepare it. Uh, well, technically, actually, I think your second meal. favorite Boom. food is Zaxby's. All right. Well, let's get a little bit more specific. Fried chicken. Kicking chicken sandwich. Okay. There we go. I can prepare a kicking chicken sandwich. Basically. It's a buffalo chicken sandwich. It's not that hard. Well, either way, this came up because this past week I made uh, coconut cream pie, which is like one of my favorite desserts, but nobody loves me enough to make it because nobody else <laughs> likes it, apparently. That is definitely <laughs> the case. I <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to learn how to make it myself. And I think it's uh, it obviously it didn't go perfectly well because when usually when you cook things or bake things for the first time it doesn't go that well especially mm-hmm. for people who are less endowed in the kitchen like myself so uh, but it, i do think it was good that i did that i one learned a lot from doing it obviously like you do when you do new things but i think it's good to try and make your own favorite meal because then no one can tell you no <laughs> so that is my challenge that is my call to action with this podcast Go learn how to make your favorite meal, dessert, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to make that's, like, your favorite. Now, that being uh, said, snack, it, it can go too far. Like, I say, like, like let's be real, y'all. I know that french fries is not a sustainable single-item dish. I know that. But also, potatoes are a starch, and when you don't have that much energy to cook an entire meal, a starch will do. Um, <laughs> so, it's like, I'll just... I just prepare French fries. Like, also, it's just one of those like when you make them yourself, you know. I know I won't get shoestring. I know for darn sure I won't get shoestring, <laughs> and I'm not gonna overpay for shoestring French fries. You might understand now. I severely dislike shoestring French fries. So it's like I can cut them as fat as I want. I can change up the the cut style and like okay, well. Now the fun thing is like trying to make your own waffle fries, without whatever machine they without use. the tool yeah like that's tough also curly fries i, re- I legitimately have no idea how they're made because <laughs> i've like sat there <laughs> and try i'm basically just repealing it you decide that you want like a few potato chips in there you just cut those and like yeah they don't fry very evenly because now you've got like 16 potato wedges and then like uh, uh three potato chips so they're burnt as hell getting out and then you got the thick old <laughs> potato wedge sometimes and then it's like 
when you sit there and realize like oh man some of these are really really crispy and then you're like ah, i'm gonna pull them out it's it's just like i made it myself and like they're not nearly as good as like when my mom makes them or when my grandmother makes them but like they're super, it's satisfying super, to make it yourself it's very satisfying to make them yourself even the frying is not that hard Luckily, like the coconut now, cream pie, it didn't come out quite right, but it was satisfying to make it myself and be like, I made this. Yeah, and like, and I'm not. Uh, for a while, I would just like make them in the oven because like frying is a very intensive process, and by that I mean dropping them in one by one and dodging back really quickly because you're afraid of getting hit with the oil. That's no fun, and that's usually what stops a lot of people from frying. But we have <laughs> an air fryer now, which is very cool. If you don't, if you do like a decent amount of frying and you don't like the oil, it's a pretty very low fuss, very low muss way to do it. Also, if you're the type of person who likes to take french fries home from the restaurant as a, uh, uh, you know, like, oh, I'll eat these later, and then you go home and you're like, oh, man, these suck. An air fryer will resurrect french fries from the dead, and it's awesome. Like, it is. No, that does sound interesting. I have not ever done that before, so. They are just, like, even if they're not, I mean, obviously, they're not going to be just as good as they hop out of the fryer, but they're a close second. They're tolerable, um, which, again, like, I will never stop singing the praises of an air fryer. I'm so, like, Caitlin got it for Christmas last year, and even I was like, ooh, when she opened it up. I was very excited about it. So guess my favorite food. All right, I do have to ask some questions. You asked me some questions for mine uh, prior. Is it a meal? I will say my favorite food, I'll just do a singular item. It would not be an entire meal. It is not an entire meal by itself. It is your is a singular item. Is it an entree or a side? I would say more of a side. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, and and you can prepare it yourself. Oh, yeah. Coconut cream pie. No. Um, <laughs> whew, I, that goes with everything. That goes with everything. <laughs> just eating, uh, just mush. Um, <laughs> it's a side item. You really like it. Um... Hmm, 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 hmm. Mashed potatoes? Dang. <laughs> is it? Is it? Yeah, yes. it is. And Turns I, out and see, like, we know each other pretty well. <laughs> and see, I, I, I will go off on a small tangent with mashed potatoes. A lot of people don't like mashed potatoes mm-hmm. of certain kinds. Like, oh, I don't like the skins in them. Or, you know, I only like the skins in them. They're still I valid. Have a, I have a very wide variety of mashed potato taste. Like, I actually, most people either like one or the other and they hate the other one right Mm -hmm. me i like yellow potatoes with no skins in them or you know russet potatoes with no skins in them those are good but then like if they have skins in them they're also good but good in a different way like occasionally i do really like the uh red or purple potatoes whatever color they are um mashed up with a little bit of the skin in them i like that yeah it's like i like crinkle fries a lot um but at the same time, I'm a like, lover of all fries. Except all starch. Strange. They can burn in hell. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like. You mean steak fries, right? Steak fries are just fine. I don't know what you're talking about. But, uh, We're not getting into this, but steak we, fries we, are the We worst. can't this episode. That's going to be its own. <laughs> no, you said that we can't get into this, Cody. But each, even if you have your favorite dish, you can enjoy different variations of it for different reasons. Like that's, I, I think that's a very easy concept. And with gravy versus without gravy, I do prefer it without gravy, Same. which a lot of people like it with gravy. And I think that's just because they've only had bad mashed potatoes. Well, that <laughs> like if I get SNS cafeteria mashed potatoes, then S- yeah, I like S- gravy cafeteria. on them. That's a deep Or play. any, enter any letter, letter cafeteria. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like their mashed potatoes with gravy because they're usually very plain or mm-hmm. like it just tastes like they only put like salt in it and you can see a couple specks of pepper or something or even worse they don't season it at all because sns cafeteria is for old people and sorry old they can't people eat salt and butter and pepper it's too yeah it's, it's too, too rambunctious it's in too this spicy. digestive system it's too spicy <laughs> like uh, okay yeah. so I, I was actually surprised that we legitimately guessed each other's favorite foods and surprisingly they're both potato dishes like <laughs> <laughs> okay favorite uh, primary like entree that you could prepare to go with your side item. I guess I did go ahead and answer mine was a buffalo chicken sandwich, but like yours. Oh, I'm asking. I'm not guessing that. that you can prepare. Well, you should go ahead and guess because I have to think about it a little bit. Oh, jeez. Um, I wish I had something to guess with. 
Uh, so mine's definitely chicken based. I would not put it past you. I would have Wait, does this entree have to go with my side that I picked? I guess not, because like that could be limiting. Um, yeah, I'll say because it kind of like pushes you towards steak or something. Yeah, exactly, like meat and potatoes. Or or whatever. Yeah, that was pretty limiting. Um, I actually really don't know. You really caught me by surprise with the uh, coconut cream pie last night when we talked about it. Uh, because I'm not much of a self-starter. I have a hard time finding the enthusiasm to actually, like, I have the thoughts of, like, man, that'd be cool. But I have a hard time, like, actually going through with, like, I'm going to Google it and learn how to do it. Or whatever, because for some reason in my brain, I'm just like, you can't do that. You can't do that. And like, uh. it is scary because you know you're gonna waste some money. Because one, it's gonna be kind of expensive to make it the first time. Where mine comes from, like, and two, that you're probably gonna mess it up the first time. Do I want to make like a twenty to thirty dollar mistake? Mm, I don't know. Um, depending on what. And it then is. all the time commitment, like it's like nine o'clock, and you're like, man, this thing should have been done hours ago, oh and it came gosh. out terrible. I'm gonna go to McDonald's or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That could definitely happen, and it's it is really discouraging when that. I kind think of that's stuff what happens. holds people back. Yeah, you gotta break that boundary. It that's my Coleo Jenkins challenge to you. Wait, is to make something new this week. Oh, you're. And I just introduced that to the podcast. It's called yeah. the Coleo Jenkins challenge, and I can. Employ that anytime, any episode I want, however many times I want. Is that the you challenge to, to specifically <laughs> me, or <laughs> yes, it's specifically to you? It doesn't work with my name. There's not uh, alliteration there. I was like, well, um, Cody o. Jenkins could work, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So uh, yeah, I can employ that anytime, and you have to do it. <laughs> so what is the thing again? I want you to try and make some kind of food that you haven't made before that you would like to try. That I would like to try to make slash eat okay uh yeah i'll see about that uh I'll have to see. and you never guessed my entree i did let's jump back to that chicken and rice no i'm not a huge fan of chicken and rice Ooh, i like my dad's what? and i do have trouble making it sometimes too josh is the one that loves it okay but, i was about to say like is this like what this is scandalous to me like but honestly my favorite entree is probably a hamburger <laughs> Really? Or favorite entree that you could prepare or just favorite entree? Favorite entree that I can prepare. Okay. I was about to say, like, I mean, hamburgers are good. I'm not going to knock that. But I'll sit there and just like. Because, like, I can make other things, too. Like, obviously, I wouldn't. That's not my go-to because it's not exactly healthy to eat hamburgers every I day. I might have guessed crab legs. <laughs> like, no. But... <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I challenge you. Mm-hmm. Make something new that you have done and report next week and next week's podcast how it went okay and i'll post some pictures of the coconut cream pie i only have an end picture yeah uh so that's really just like you can barely see a pie crust and homemade whipped cream and toasted coconut on top Mm -hmm. so actually no i did take a picture where i did a cut and i'll post that picture uh you can see how uh not the best it went but yeah (laughs) it's okay it still tastes good it's like chicago deep dish pizza i would like it better personally if you didn't call it pizza <laughs> like if you just called whoa, it whoa, like whoa. Uh, you're gonna alienate our uh listeners from the midwest um i'm just saying if you called it like lasagna soup lasagna i would probably enjoy soup? it better what was wrong with the pizza you ate <laughs> if it was liquid you cannot pick it up it's not easy to pick up no um I and it's way that. it's really bready like I just don't consider it pizza. If you didn't call it pizza, I would like it better. Same thing with my coconut cream pie. If it's, you didn't call it coconut cream pie, I would like it better. It's a savory cake. Um, so, yeah, admittedly, like Chicago deep dishes. That's like bagel bites. If you tried to either. give me bagel bites and I was like, here, try this pizza, I'd be like, that's not pizza. It's bagel. But bites. if you call them bagel bites, I'm like, hmm, those are good. Heck yeah, Possibly better are- than pizza. I mean, there are a lot of times where I'm like looking at a pizza, I'm like, it's not bagel bites. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like out of the two, out of the two big pizza styles that everybody likes to fight over, like New York, New York versus Chicago, Chicago, um, you know, I definitely lean towards New York, but that is East coast, East coast <laughs> towards middle coast. Not much of a coast actually. I mean, they are on coast, but, uh, yeah, like Chicago is, it's good. It, I, I did enjoy it, but. It's a little heavy. It's heavy, and it makes my tummy hurt. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> it's like it's good, but it's also just one of those like I've got to be in a special place for me to even consider eating this. Like, and that special place is adjacent to the restroom. Um, 
but <laughs> or on the toilet or on the toilet like uh it, it's it does not do me any favors gastronomically um but it's not a bad dish uh, i still eat mac and cheese i still eat pizza like regular old pizza but i i do prefer a thin crust um so i have a couple of other topics we could hit on this podcast i was still debating which one to go to next which would be say, like if we're thinking about hitting 45 and then going just jumping into our pop tarts like we got about five minutes Okay, let's do just jump to book recommendation. Though. Yeah, I feel like that's a so, we can take that off and chew on it. I don't know if it's because it's summertime and I like. Well, I typically like to read more in the summertime. Now I don't know why. If that's just because I'm less busy in the summertime without school, mm. or if it's You're just not like doing that. A lot of uh, forced readings. <laughs> yeah, or if it's like that, like beaten to my brain it's summertime you have to read if you want the coupons from the library oh my god <laughs> the library coupons yeah get the cookie I'm, from I'm, riles bakery like our parents would take us to the public library every summer mm, and the pub if you shows. read i think i remember it specifically if you read 50 picture books mm-hmm. or throughout the summer or if you read 20 chapter books at the end of the summer, your mom would sign off on it or whatever, which obviously if your mom just wanted the coupons, she would just do that. Um, I remember that's what I would do. <laughs> like a stimulus package that if you did like X amount in a certain amount of time, like say the week, because it was a weekly thing, uh, you would get like, you know, the cookie from Riles. You'll get a free kid's meal oh. from uh, Captain D's. I remember that one. Um, I don't remember that. I remember just doing that throughout the whole summer. And then at the end, if you did it, you got like a coupon booklet for all these different little restaurants and mm. stores and stuff but needless to say yeah it was it was like a very old long time ago incentive to get people to read more and stuff like that i guess it's still going i'm not uh, sure who knows but i'm like i wonder if that's like innately in my brain where it's like oh you have to read in the summer you were <laughs> you want you want that next meal you better read <laughs> out of the two of us you're definitely the reader <laughs> you want that next meal you better read <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I felt like you read a lot more when we were younger. When we were younger, uh, maybe we've maybe we've crossed reading. paths now, and now I'm more of a reader. But yeah, we may have just swapped around. Like, but you know. But speaking of the book recommendations, in honor of the summer uh, podcast episodes, you know, get your summer reading on. I'm going to give you one recommendation and one recommendation. Don't recommend. Yeah, that, that's what that, that means. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the one recommendation is Homage to Catalonia, which is by George Orwell. Uh, chances are you've there's a good chance you've read a George Orwell book because a lot of his books are mandated in school, like 1984 or Animal Farm. But those are his big popular hits, you know, very dystopian, which is my preferred genre. I really like reading dystopian books. Uh, but it was nice to get away from that while reading a George Orwell novel. Uh, that wasn't about a dystopian future. It's a little bit of a break, you know? It's like that guy at work or, you know, that guy at work who just always talks about the same subject. And you're like, dude, do you have anything different to contribute? Like, we talk about this every week. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was nice reading something different from him. And it was a little bit, it was autobiographical, so that was interesting, getting to know the author that I enjoy reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also it was about a topic that is not heavily hit even in uh your high school history classes is about the spanish civil war uh in spain catalonia that's been in the news recently as well they uh want to separate from spain so it was interesting reading about it between the world wars and uh how big of a role it really played yet it's not really talked about in your history classes mm-hmm. uh, so i think that's interesting that once again shows you that you know Go out and get your own education. Don't rely so heavily on institutional education. You're not going to learn the things that they don't want you to learn, right? Pretty much. Uh, This is one of those things that's overlooked, and it's really cool to see how it affected the area. Uh, So I think that's really cool. I'm also into, you know, military and war and stuff like that. Interesting to read about. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, go out and read that book. Now, the book I do not recommend is also a book that you very well might have read because it's on a lot of reading lists. Fahrenheit 451. Now, you may be saying, Cody, I thought you just like, said you like dystopian future books. I'm like, I do, but not when they're glaringly obvious, like what's going to happen in the plot. And it's just like, it's beating the dead horse about the metaphors. And it's just like, okay, I get it. You're a wannabe 1984, and you're kind of boring, and you're a lot shorter than 1984. 
And I don't even know who wrote the book. It's not George Orwell. <laughs> uh, oh, it was right there. I have, I had it, and then it went away. Ray, Ray Bradbury. Oh, yeah, that is it. Well, Ray Bradbury, you need to work on your copying skills. <laughs> if you're going to copy somebody, I don't even know which book came out first. <laughs> but I was going to say, you're speaking pretty boldly about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, you know you can meet me at this address Ray, after school. Ray, we know you're listening. A long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, we know you're you can come there. meet me after school where they mandate me read your crap <laughs> <laughs> and we'll go we'll duke it out in the playground no but honestly like it, it's reminiscent 1984 but I just thought 1984 was so much better mm. and I thought it was just kind of like it was beating the dead horse and I thought it was overall kind of a boring book so yeah I, I mean I pushed through it there haven't been many books that I just couldn't read through uh, one of them being like Blue Star or something. I don't even know what it was about. I only got through like a third of the book, and mm-hmm. I was like, this is a really boring book. But that one was strictly fictional, not idealist or anything like that. I don't know. It was just like some rando wrote a book just to hope people would read it. I don't know. Yeah, like... feel bad for that guy if he's listening. I'm pretty surprised... Who, <laughs> Ray Bradbury? No, uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not, but... Uh, or even the other guy. But, yeah, like, I actually haven't read... Uh, Fahrenheit uh, 451, it was one of those that, like you said, you, you pretty much read it in high school. I was also not on the track that read that, or I just decided not to. I can't remember. And that was kind of the case was just like, eh, I just won't read it. It was already hard enough for me to read all the other class, all the other um, books I was supposed to read anyway. And, like, I guess to go in a similar vein, I'll do a recommendation or two. Um, or just one. They're not books, but they are. Oh my, oh god. my god! If someone calls, that's Ray me calling in now. He's pissed. Right. <laughs> so one of the uh, recommendations I have, it's not on my own invention. I uh, was recommended this myself. There's this game called uh, the Sexy Brutal, which is a very very cool game. It was actually made by a Spanish firm, and it is a murder mystery game that uses time uh, time manipulation as the acting force that you use to figure out what's going on in, in this uh, big casino that you are currently not really residing in, but you're, you know, you're chilling in. And because there are, what kind of game is this? Is this a computer game or what? This is on the PlayStation 4, I believe. Um, it is about, four, I think Kaylin got it on sale for like $14. I think it doesn't go over than 30 And it's easily beatable within a day if you like really pound through it. The story is really good. I thoroughly enjoyed the entire thing. As in, I just started it like later in the evening. I like started it after closing from work. And then I stayed out till about 6 in the morning because I was just so enthralled with the story that was going on it's very interesting you play a uh priest name oh what is his name lothario something like that uh i'm still kind of vaguely remembering it off the top of my head and it you there are weird things going on in this casino that you and a bunch of your peers are at and it is it is kind of an isometric game in which you are playing third person you can see the entire room so you have to walk around and interact with certain things, and you're just like a being or something. Exactly, and not really a character. And time passes realistically in the game, and you have uh, about twelve hours to figure out what's going on before the end of the night. And at the end of the night, everybody whom you're trying to save has sadly passed away due to the murders. So you're trying to save them all, and you're reversing time to like, oh my gosh, like you get you get this watch you get to watch some of these it's a little it's a little grisly but it's also ultimately cartoony so it's not super gory but some of the some of the subjects might be a little tough for folks to stomach and i do recognize that but um it's a very interesting game i love the story and there's not many games that are out at the moment that i do love for the story and also are able to like be consumed pretty quickly if you know what i mean so it's a very it's also not that expensive um which I think is pretty good. If, if you have a PlayStation 4, give it a look. It's called The Sexy Brutal. It's spelled sexy and the brutal. It's brutal with an E at the end. And it's not as, you know, pornographic as it might sound. It's just the name of a very opulent casino. And it's got an amazing soundtrack. I do believe the suggestion came from Caitlin, who 
on Twitter, Justin McElroy of the McElroy fame of Bim Bam and also the Adventure Zone. Um, it, it, it was his choice of the game of the year last year, and it definitely holds up. I I very much enjoyed it, and that's my recommendation. Um, so there you go, kids. If you want to make your parents be like, oh, what a good boy, you're reading a book. And if you want to try and think you feel better about yourself, then you can go read my recommended book. But if you want to have fun... <laughs> Then you need to go play this game. Uh, so now, what you really came here for? Yes, the the main event. Today's the showdown. Today's Pop Tart Showdown, which is oh man, I'm excited for this <laughs> one, man. I I am actually excited. So when we were going through and making this list, we found out that a bunch of the limited edition flavors that we had chosen are sadly not in rotation. We should have seen this coming, to be honest. Or not in all stores necessarily. Yeah, uh, specifically Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. Uh, confetti cupcake. cupcake confetti yeah inter yeah those two i think actually so we had to rotate them out but two more have appeared yeah there was some season ending injuries but these two rookies really stepped it up and uh they made it to the all-stars oh they're in the all-star game their rbis are good is that a baseball thing uh, that is a baseball thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be baseball. Got it. They got a lot line. of touchdowns too. Yeah, they and they're good at the the, the slap shots and and the turkeys. <laughs> um, so w- our first one is raspberry. That was on the original rotation. Our second one is chocolate peanut butter pop tarts, which is replacing I, cupcake confetti. Okay, I was like, I forgot. So if you're waiting for me to jump in, I don't know. <laughs> No, I just checked it. Uh, yeah, Cupcake Confetti went down with a big ACL tear. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, we got hit by a train. It's so. hammy. It's hammy's <laughs> not good. It, the hammy yeah. got spoiled. Um, so the train didn't help either. Yeah, so, the train yeah. didn't help either. Uh, so Confetti Cupcake. But that's okay because peanut butter chocolate honestly looked like he was doing better. I feel like they really just kind of threw Cupcake Confetti in because like they felt bad. I don't know. Do we want to just go ahead and make a decision now? To just call it Reese Cup flavored Pop Tart, because basically Reese Cup is peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah, but, uh, it's chocolate covered peanut butter. It is. It is a Reese Cup. I can't wait. So I think we're gonna go warm up the Pop Tarts, and I think I'm gonna actually gonna do a fade out here because I think that'll be cool. Here we are fading into this part of the podcast. We're uh, <laughs> this is your captain Cole. We're uh, now uh, breezing into navigating Pop through Tart the- City, <laughs> and it's a balmy 78 degrees here. I guess uh, Fahrenheit, Celsius, Kelvin. It's up to you. Don't care. But what we're gonna be doing? We're we're breezing in through these chocolatey fudge. Well, well apparently. Chocolatey fudge fumes that Cody just really hates. Why don't you talk about that? Let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> so first of all, the uh, chocolate peanut butter Pop-Tarts, to me, smell very similar to chocolate fudge, which we tasted earlier. And the raspberry smells like a less desirable strawberry or cherry. Well, good thing so we are... Right now, they're even playing fields. Good thing <laughs> we are judging them solely by their smells. Now, here's the thing. My first impression... Uh, is that the chocolatey fudge comes in a gold package, and that's baller as hell. So I am already... You know you're blinging when you're buying your Pop-Tarts in gold. Yeah, like (laughs) foil. Also, I don't hate the smell. I think it smells pretty good. It smells like chocolate. And it's a, a very smooth, like, uh, what, what do you call that, crust? Mm-hmm. Graham yeah, crust. it's 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 very smooth. It's There's very like no. Smooth. It's like doesn't. It's look, like tempting to touch. It's not, <laughs> I mean, like we can touch it. It's like, I, it's really, hard. it's almost like a biscotti like texture. But tell them about the frosting. So the frosting, mine, uh, they're not very consistent across both. It's very thin chocolate frosting, no sprinkles. It. Dude, this just looks good. Uh, I'm not. I'm about to take a bite. We can edit out uh, the, uh, the chewing, the chewing and the uh, lack of talking. Okay. But uh, I'm about to take a bite. Yeah, so. I'm gonna take a bite out of my hot one because I'm so excited. Or here, I'm gonna break it. Mm. I'm gonna break mm. it in half. Oh, that's actually a very oh baby. That's a very creamy uh, nougat on the inside. Uh, sounds like Cody's enjoying his. I'm about to tuck into mine. That's good. That's good. Hey, you haven't been into it yet. Mm-mm. Dude, this is not breakfast. This is a dessert. But it's good. <laughs> I will say the frosting is a little crunchier than I would like, but I don't hate it. It's still good. And now that since you mentioned it earlier, mm-hmm. I would venture to try this like uh, frozen. Yeah, like I mentioned before we started this, that like I really like to put Reese cups in the freezer because that's good. Mm-hmm. This one goes with milk too. That's always a plus for mm-hmm. me. 
Now, here's the thing. I don't usually stick my Reese cups in a microwave. So I'm going to try to cold one real quick. Well, maybe you should put your Reese cups in a microwave. Dude, you can just leave them in a, a room temperature room and they'll <laughs> melt. So, All right, I'm going in on the raspberry. I've never had raspberry, mm. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I have. It's like cherry. Maybe I have once or twice. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really want to get the peanut butter out of my mouth, though. Yeah, very similar cherry, strawberry, but I'm realizing now, I don't know if it's the Pop-Tart or the, just the fact that I don't eat raspberry flavor stuff that much. Mm-hmm. There's a very specific taste to raspberry. Did you notice a very specific taste to raspberry? Are you joking? Hold on, let me... I don't know. I taste there's like a very distinct... It's very subtle, but at the same time distinct, if that makes sense. So, here's my thing with raspberry, or... Yeah, it's raspberry. So... I had already eaten mine at a le- at an earlier date because when we were starting out this project, Cody had bought like a variety pack and sent me a bunch of like the extra ones just so that, you know, he knew that he wasn't going to eat them all. And I was like, all right, cool. And so there's a cherry one that's labeled cherry. And then there's another one that's homemade labeled cherry as in it was like tape with pen written on it. So I'm like, that's weird. He Oops. gave me two cherries. All right, well, I'm going to tuck into both of them because I don't need two. So I open up the homemade labeled one, <laughs> cherry, and and it does not look like a cherry. It has, like, white frosting. It has red crystals on it or uh, red uh, sprinkles on it. And I'm like, you know, cherry has a light pink frosting. This is weird. This must be, like, a uh, limited edition cherry or just a different one for some reason. And I tuck into it, and I'm like, and that's probably the most thought I've put into a Pop-Tart before we started doing this because I was sitting there like leaning forward in the rec- in the chair the recliner like literally like Caitlin was there and I'm sitting there eating it like looking at it in my hand like it's like the the Da Vinci Code just like hmm 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 this isn't cherry like I'm just sitting there like this is not regular cherry and I was having such a hard time figuring it out and it wasn't until like I actually saw a box for raspberry that was a raspberry pop tart I was eating and that's why I was having such a hard time figuring out what in the world was wrong with this cherry pop tart so that being said I feel like that kind of hurts it in that position in which maybe it's because like the brain is impressionable so like I thought up and down I didn't even consider that I was not eating a cherry pop tart so but you know when we start getting down to it how different are the artificial red flavorings from each other? Uh, uh, raspberry does have a distinctive taste. To I it. would r- literally have to eat both of them side by side, I think, to tell the difference because I can tell that's not strawberry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could probably tell that's not cherry now that I've had cherry. Now that I'm doing this and I've tasted them yeah. and thought about it, I can definitely tell it's not cherry or strawberry. It has a very distinctive taste. Now, I would say cherry and strawberry are closer than raspberry is to either one. Yeah, like, raspberry does have a very different flavor as far as, like, usually when raspberry is a flavor of a drink or something like that, it does tend to be a little bit more tart than usual, like, cherry or anything like that. So that could be the case uh, for this as well. Um, Now, that being said, what do you think of the chocolate-covered peanut butter one? Warm, it was definitely good. Mm -hmm. It does have the drawback that it is still very sweet. So it, for breakfast, it is extremely sweet. It's a little, a little rough, you know. Yeah. Um, and now I'm eating the cold ones. It's a little. Uh, bit. I'm a little worried it may be dry. Have you not had it? Or are you about to tuck into it? I'm tucking in now. Oh, okay. So my my piece on it is that it is good while warm. I definitely don't hate it. I prefer it cold. Because, again, like, I don't really eat my chocolate-covered peanut butter in a warm environment. So it's like... You prefer it cold? I mean, maybe not cold, but just, like, room temperature. Because, Hmm. like, it sticks to my teeth, and it makes my teeth kind of hurt. But it's delicious in the meantime. So, you know, I could see this being, like, a... I couldn't eat it every day for breakfast, but I could eat it for breakfast, um, provided that, uh, you know... I don't warm it up, I think. I think warming it up is actually the thing that I run into, like, oh, yikes. Like, this is where I start kind of having reservations about it. I like it warm better. I mean, it's still, like, eh, this is a pretty easy decision for me, to be honest. Um, Like, this is a surprise entry to our campaign here, but... I'm going to go ahead and call it. I think chocolate-covered peanut butter has this one. Raspberry, it was too similar to me to the other ones. 
and like, yeah, I was mistaken when I was consuming it. But at the same time, if I could not immediately pick it out that it was not the thing it was labeled, I think that hurts it. And you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of where I'm sitting on it. Just like, also chocolate covered uh, um, peanut butter. That that's that's just really good. <laughs> um, it just it does sound good. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. The way our opinions differed because I was totally expecting you to lean more towards raspberry than I would. Mm-hmm. Are you, are but, you uh, leaning towards raspberry? Hear me out. Um, the raspberry for me tasted distinctive to strawberry and cherry, so I can pinpoint the flavors out. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not necessarily a good thing because I think it's the worst of the three. <laughs> Sorry, raspberry. Man, uh, but... he's, he's right there in the room. <laughs> raspberry, if, you, if you're in trouble, blink twice. <laughs> but peanut butter and chocolate, I did... I was expecting a lot out of it because it just sounds so good. Like, you can't go wrong with peanut butter and chocolate. Mm-hmm. And the peanut butter filling was very good. However, I only really liked it warm. Like, it was kind of dry. Mm-hmm. And the chocolate flavor was a little overwhelming to the peanut butter, which I prefer peanut butter to chocolate. Ooh, okay. So, I don't think it lived up that close to the expectations I had for mm-hmm. it. It also didn't help that the, say, the grocery store lady was like, this is the best one. So. <laughs> well, she said that about both of oh, them. Oh, so well. Maybe it's uh, cousin will make up for maybe. it. Maybe. If we get rid of the but, chocolate, maybe that'll be where you're... Because you were kind of already walking into like, man, this chocolate does not smell good. It reminds me of something else. Like so. But the raspberry didn't smell good either. Mm. So what's ironic is the raspberry actually went a little above my expectations. I didn't think I was going to like it that much. Yeah. I liked it better than I thought it would. But I, I do think overall peanut butter chocolate edges out the win for me. Edges out. So it was a barely a decision, huh? So we were both in, a, in uh, agreement then, right? Yeah, we're both in agreement. Okay, I'm still worried. I, I think of this us is my tie. like. I'm still like, what's gonna happen? Like, because we did not account for this at all. <laughs> this is my least favorite bracket, though. Oh, like this is my least favorite tasting bracket because, like, blueberry and s'mores. At least I had blueberry. That was great. Mm. Uh, cinnamon roll was terrible, but and you unfrosted really strawberry was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brown sugar cinnamon. Of course, that one was amazing. Yeah. Wait, we didn't eat that one yet, did we? No, I don't believe we did. That one's going to be next, right? Brown sugar cinnamon? Yeah, we have. We did? Yeah. I mean, I've had it before, obviously. Yeah, but we had brown sugar and cinnamon. Oh, yeah, we did. And the fudge was, and the chocolate fudge was surprisingly good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that one was a good matchup. Wild berry and cherry, that was, that was, that was great good. matchup. Tough tough match. So, yeah, this is, my least, this is my least favorite bracket. Wow. Like, I was thoroughly expecting so much deliciousness mm-hmm. tonight, and it was very meh. I would have much rather eaten another slice of coconut cream tart. Well, of course, a tart. So, yeah. I'm calling it tart because that makes it taste better. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, this is actually very surprising on my end because I was fully expecting you to come out swinging for the fences just like, oh, I love it. Oh, my God. And just, like, really, like, creaming yourself over it. But, like. I thought you knew my taste buds better. Well, I did As when it comes to, like, I guess you're an entree. (laughs) But, um. Yeah, no, I, I guess I expect a different, but at the same time, you know, that's what makes this uh makes this bracket interesting is that, you know, we're keeping each other on on each other's toes and stuff like that. But yeah, so it is a win for chocolate covered peanut butter. Uh the rookie will move on and uh the old timer loser. Uh, I guess he just he kinda lost his uh spirit. He lost his a little bit of that spark and mm-hmm. he's out. Out out for the season. Uh so I'm starting to pick up some terminology. Not much of a, but uh, <laughs> no, I believe next week will be strawberry, the heavy hitter, mm. and chocolatey caramel. Now I know we said that like two weeks ago, but we shuffled stuff around. We shuffled <laughs> stuff around, and also somebody forgot to buy it. Me. Um, they're still playing who they're playing, with the exception of the people that got injured. Mm-hmm. But we shuffled up the order in which we were tasting. Yeah, them. exactly. Um, but yeah, so we'll have those ready for you next week. Uh. uh yeah, you know, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, like, did I really enjoy chocolate? I mean, I did. I'm not going to waffle on ah, this. Second thought. I'm not going to waffle thoughts. on it, but I'm also... You just did. You just I, yeah, did. I guess I am waffle. Now, if that was a waffle-flavored uh, Pop-Tart, 
That could be interesting. Um, yeah, Ego and Pop Tarts oh, go in together. Are, Ego they, are they both Kellogg's? Are you listening? I believe they are. Uh, please, for the love of God, do this. Um, now, actually, I just want we don't we're not requiring royalties, but we do have a tip jar. We do have a tip jar. <laughs> Kellogg's, hit us up. But uh, I, I'm just like I'm sitting there thinking about how I've judged things in the past, in which I tend to judge harshly on sweetness. And I tend to go for things that I can eat pretty regularly. This is the first time I've went in the opposite direction that, like, no, this is pretty good. I am choosing it despite the fact I wouldn't eat it all the time. And I'm not certain if that's too... It's for a different purpose. It's, it's <laughs> definitely for a different purpose. Like, I'm judging it on, like, this is a dessert item. Which This one goes in the ice cream after you warm it up. Oh, now... That is. We've already discussed this before, because remember I said you only get one Pop-Tart, and I was like, why do you think you get two, and you bust it out laughing? Oh, yeah, that's right. I did do that, <laughs> didn't I? Huh. Did I do that? Um, so, very timely reference. Everybody in the audience was busting it. Oh, yeah, that, like was a, that was probably like, uh, woo! Woo! Like, yeah, that was, uh, we did have to hit the laugh track multiple times, but we got the result. Um but yeah, so we'll come back next week with our next bracket. And do you have anything else? I will come up with it when I do the closing statement. Cool. That sounds <laughs> yeah. good. So until next week, this is Cole and Cody. And thank you for listening. See you. Bye.